is Nicole. Hello. And Mama K. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And tonight, we are taking another listener suggestion. We are doing Monsters, Inc. Yes, Monsters, Inc., another Pixar film. We were originally supposed to do August Osage County. It is actually no longer streaming for free on Prime, however, so that has been pushed <laughs> back. We waited too long. That has been pushed back until it becomes available again. So, sorry who recommended that. Uh, so, we're taking a different listener suggestion. This is from listener Michael. Thank you, Michael, for doing this. Uh, Monsters, Yay. Inc., fourth Pixar film after the first two Toy Stories as well as Bugs Life. Uh, I have seen every Pixar film. I'm a big fan of Pixar the company and I like most of their movies. Uh, Have you guys seen this one before? Many a time. Many a time. Okay. Many a time. Yeah, that was a that was a big one for us. You've seen all the Pixar movies? I've seen every Pixar movie. Yes. Looking forward to Soul. I was hoping to. Oh, you know, Soul see that is so scene, freaking so. amazing. Same director as this. Uh, I Pete, know. Pete Doctor, who I also know. did uh, the aforementioned Inside Out and Up. Uh, Monsters Inc. I will read the the synopsis for those who have never seen. Uh, in order to power the city, monsters have to scare children so that they scream. However, the children are toxic to the monsters, and after a child gets through, two monsters realize things may not be what they think. I never thought that I would hear the synopsis of Monsters Inc. <laughs> it's weird when you hear it like that because that's kind of I mean that's like the like the plotty plot, but that's not like the themes obviously and like what what it all what all goes on there. Um, so Monsters Inc. If you have not seen it, it is available on Disney Plus, uh, as are many of the Pixar films. So go check it out if you have any interest. Before we spoil it, it's a good kids movie if uh, you have any kids and uh, like most Pixar. Uh, movies that has adult themes as well so they are not bored out of their te- out of their mind while watching their kids shit uh so go check it out if you have any interest we're going to spoil it now it's <laughs> a weird way to put that well you know, some kids <laughs> movies are just unbearable to watch you know we rate things here at films with women in my life based on four criteria and those are the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall resonance and feel of the movie uh in the city of metropolis oh no monstropolis i should say oh, uh monstropolis sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that, a lot of monster playing on words things. Uh, yes. So in this city, in this world, uh, the whole world is powered by human children's screams. They are bottled in these yellow containers at uh, scare factories, and uh, they are distributed throughout the world, and they power everything. Uh, at the Monsters Inc. Uh, headquarters, the factory, uh, monsters who are good at scaring scare children, and then there are also other things you can do like uh support there's like a support team there's just general admin stuff uh we meet the ceo of this <laughs> of this group and we follow james p sullivan one of the top scarers really the top scarer at the company and his friend and uh like co co-worker who does like the 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 paperwork and collection stuff mike his assistant. That's, thank yeah. you. That's a good way to put it. The support monster. His support monster, Mike Wazowski. A very iconic look to these two. Sully's the big blue one. Mike is the one-eyed green one. Uh, and they they work at this place, and uh, they have a rival, Randall Boggs, who is a purple lizard man. Uh, and he is trying to rival Sully as the top scare. Uh, he's also creepy, and he has ulterior motives for several other things. Uh, they have a boss, Waternoose, who is the spider creature man. Uh, he likes Sullivan. He thinks of him as like a, like a son. And uh, then uh, Mike has a girlfriend, uh, the the tentacle Medusa-haired uh, Celia. Celia. 
she yeah. is the receptionist at the at the company, and uh, things are all going pretty well until one day uh, they find a door is in the scream factory after work. Uh, Sully does. And they're like, well, the, the doors are supposed to be put away. The doors is how they enter the kids' rooms, and they are detached, and they fly around the, the, the place. Uh, and the doors are supposed to be put away at the end of the day, but one door is not. Uh, Sully goes in, and, and he, he runs into this little girl in a pink uh, nightgown, uh, who they nickname Boo. Uh, she's like, what, two or three? I guess that's my guess Um, and she is not afraid of Sully or most of the monsters she is goofy and follows him around Uh, but Sully does not like this one because it's not allowed we know that there is a uh, an agency that will shut down any child activity called the CDA. They take things very seriously because they all believe uh, little children are toxic to monsters. Um, so this little girl follows him around. It's causing havoc for, for Sully and eventually his buddy Mike. And they have to try to get her home while also stopping a company conspiracy theory uh, involving Randall. So that's the broad strokes of Monsters, Inc. Weird oh. to talk about it like that. But, um, okay, what do you think of this plot? It's... Who thinks of this? Who thinks of <laughs> just the basic, you know, kids screams powering something? That seems weird. But then also, you know, using the doors as as the way to I mean, I know doors are the ways that you get into houses and and <laughs> kids using are doors usually... as entrances. It's very odd, unique. <laughs> using doors as as it well for the monsters, although monsters live in closets, that's where the, everyone knows commonly that's where they live. So it right. makes sense. But the fact that the doors are, you know, they bring the doors to their factory is weird. Instead of like going out and doing it, they bring it there. Right. It's real. I don't know. I just, I just find it to be really the whole, that whole thing is ingenious and I'm and believable. That's the thing is like, I believe this is happening. Right. This is, you know, I think it's really, uh, it's really done well. And, and of course, cause it's Pixar, but yeah, for them, this is, you know, one of their earlier films and, you know, toy story, you get it. Okay. The toys come alive when you leave the room and then they just have adventures, but this is a whole lot different than that. This is, this is a whole, you know, they're, they're making a whole universe that, right. uh, that doesn't really exist. So, so yeah, the plot's really good for me. Um, I, I get a little conf- not confused, but I get every time we get to about like the two third mark when it really starts to get into some strange plot choices, I tend to fall asleep pretty much every time. <laughs> so, um, including this time. So I I don't I, I wake up and they're in like on the Matterhorn or whatever and I'm like how what happened I don't understand <laughs> interesting um I, I do know what happened but it's just um when it gets to that part when it gets kind of away from the charming monster portion and they're just trying to get Boo back to her her place and it becomes sort of nefarious with you know all of Randall's you know crazy activities and eccentricities and how it how he starts to be working with you know other people in the film um yeah i don't like that as much but i do like the general the general premise so i'm going to give the plot of this movie a four what do you think nicole um it's funny that you say that because there's another part that i tend to drift away from like it just doesn't catch my attention as much it's a little bit after that fact but i I totally agree with, you know, with how you're feeling about this. Um, I think that it just really shows how well Pixar 
creates these worlds and it's Mm -hmm. in their first couple movies you know there's very minimal human activity in them and you know just for them to be able to you know out of the first three movies i mean we have toys as the first main characters and then we have bugs as the next main characters and now we have monsters as the next main characters like that so cool that they can put us into all these different perspectives and just have us feel like we're in that world at, at that time and i just think that that's what they just thrive on and we can see that as they start to create films in the future um you know they start to implement a little bit more human into it but right still what they right. do best to me is creating those worlds and by they i mean pixar um you know creating these worlds for us to dive into so that's why i really like this one because you know, we're seeing these monsters and the premise of the movie is to scare children. And these are the dopiest, fluffiest, biggest <laughs> monsters that you've seen. And they're so cute. And it's like, it's such a hyperbole of, of, of everything, you know? Um, that's not the monster that you think right. of as a child that you're going to see in your closet. And them just using all the hilarity that they do with the, you know, we see the the one big orange one have the sock stuck on him and that creates a really George <laughs> famous George Sanderson a f- yeah. <laughs> famous part of this movie that people still quote ah, 2319 um <laughs> i know that that quote actually started to come back a little bit now cuz covid-19 i know people were using that as like a correlation so and it's just oh. just goes to show how and here comes the CDA mm-hmm. very similar acronym <laughs> right it just yes. goes to show how impactful some things that pixar does you know in our in our everyday world yeah it kind of get gets melded into our culture it does it does if you said you know to infinity and beyond you know exactly what i'm saying and you know exactly what that means and people still love that and it just brings the nostalgia so i think that's why these movies thrive so well and keep keep up you know as well as they do i can't believe that this movie was made in 2001 yeah, that's a good point. Actually, it's a twenty-year-old movie yeah. almost, and it's really could have been made. Could have been made this year. Up. Yeah. So, um, for that, uh, I'm going to give it a four as well. Yeah, I um, I don't get ever really bored with it, but I rarely get bored with a Pixar movie. A couple I do, but um, I'm I'm engaged the whole time. Uh, and what I what's most impressive is, and you guys kind of said it, the world building is really good. Toy Story, you're in the human world and they go on adventures in the human world. Similar with Bugs Life, although that is a little bit more of its own world because they're so small. But this is a true 100% right. not the real world. Um, and they have rules in their world that they that they dole out the information, you know, well, so that it's not heavy handed or too much exposition. And it's built really well. And they pretty much follow their own rules until they don't a little bit towards the end. Um, but for the most part, like everything's cohesive and makes sense. And like, I under, I could see this world existing this way, um, and parallels to the real world, which is, you know, the most effective way to tell a story like this. Um, it, the, the plot itself, like the, the actual like motions of how we're getting to ABC. Yeah. Much different than I remember it. Like I forgot about Randall's plot towards the end and like how they're actually moving around from place to place towards the end is, is a little interesting. Um, but the, the world and like the themes they're getting at like the greater like uh, more heady 
plot, I guess. Uh, still very effective. Um, not as high up with some of Pixar's best, but still a solid like middle entrant in a in a great in a great compilation of films. So I, I'm a, I'm with a four as well. I think we're all in a consensus for now. Uh, the characters we got oh, all good. kinds of wacky fun characters other than Sully and Mike. Mm-hmm. I already said the villain Randall, uh, the slug Roz. We have not talked about her yet. Uh, the CEO <laughs> Henry J. Waternoose the third. Everyone loves Roz. That's that's a quote we use all the time in our house. So you didn't finish your paperwork. Yep. Uh, we got the Yeti <laughs> has a little cameo kind of thing. Uh, Celia, um, Fungus, the, the assistant Needleman, and uh, Slugworth. Those two uh, crackling teenager guys, crackling voice teenager guys. Oh yeah, yeah. They're great. Um, a lot of good characters in here. So uh, back to you, Nicole. What do you think of the characters? Um, <laughs> I have to make a disclaimer right now. Um, I'm directing this towards my mom. I love her very dearly, but me and my sister used to call her Roz when we were growing up. <laughs> oh, 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 no. No, no that, that's amazing. Oh, no. I don't feel good about that. No, no, no disrespect, Mom. I love you, but it's just the character that is funny and relatable for some reason, and you can just... It's a it's a it's a funny endearment to call someone that to me. I don't know. It's just your mom was like an office clerk for a long time too. It's like she's like, <laughs> oh, okay, she's always watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it just brings in that relatability into watching it that I like. You know, when I think of when I think of our main characters, Mike and Sully, I have two kind of categories in my head. There's like famous duos of. Disney and Pixar and famous duos of other films and, you know, things that are so recognizable. I don't know if they kind of push that boundary into everyday recognizable duos, but they definitely hold a special place in Disney duos. You know what I mean? They just fit together because they're the comedy that they put together for these two characters is so strong together. You need you need them both to, to make this movie enjoyable. I love all the different uh, personalities that we get. I mean, they just make everybody so f- so fun to watch. When you get the twist of who's involved with Randall, and you know, you, you see that the CEO is involved, and you automatically just hate him. And I'm like, how are they <laughs> making me feel this way about a stupid cartoon? <laughs> um, <laughs> But they spider just, octopus thing. Yeah, that's like this disgusting <laughs> spider. I'm like, ooh, I hate him. But it's just they just do such a good job of giving these these non people life, which is just awesome. Um, my favorite character has always been Celia and her little snakes. I just think that they're so funny. Yeah. Um, and I love the scene where uh, after the whole tussle at the sushi restaurant, which is also very funny that they have a sushi restaurant. Um, Harry hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When her snakes have the little cones around their heads. That is so cute. I just love it. Um, <laughs> but anywho, every character in here is wonderful to watch. And I, I, I find pleasure in watching this every single time because there's something that makes me laugh, even if it's not the first time i still laugh at everything um so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four for that too mom okay yeah i think the characters really make this movie i mean they the the plot sets it going but you really have to have uh this this huge cast of characters you know led by mike and sully um you know it reminds me sort of like 
a relate Mike and Sully's relationship is sort of like when you've got like a big jock who's got like a nerd friend and you know the surprising thing i think the first time i saw this was that you know the nerd friend is the one who's going on out on a date with you know the receptionist and i was like that's that's a little twist in in the right. in the tale of the typical tale you know mm-hmm. um but i do like how how they how they act together how they get along um i don't think there's any uh, bad character in this movie i mean there's there are villains bad intentions but um they're really good and even like that sloth guy that's on the ground he's kind of just like a he's just like a spread out the one are you talking about the janitor like, who like is cleans up yeah he looks like, like a doe <laughs> <laughs> yeah or i don't he looks sort of like a monster croissant the one that cleaned not, up oh that guy slime. The, Oh. Yeah. No, no. She's talking about the one that looks like the croissant that hides under. The, it's like purple. It's like purple or <laughs> yeah, green. I can't remember. It looks like but a. It's hiding under. Like a, um, it's hiding under the desk when the it's CDA like a stingray comes or time. something. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what he is, but even <laughs> that like character is like. <laughs> he does look like a croissant. He's all. He's moon shaped, <laughs> and he's on the ground. And yes, yes. Uh, he's definitely not crunchy. He's just definitely slimy. Um, and then you have a character like George Sanderson, who's in for such a short period of time. But like Nicole was saying, he is just like, he's iconic, you know, 2319. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've seen people build you know, characters around him, people with wearing sh- socks on their back because right. of, of George Sanderson. Um, and he's, and, you know, just everything in that scene that they do with him is just precious and amazing. And... I, I feel for him when he's being shaved down after his encounter with the human child. He seems like, like the nicest guy, too. Part- the way they portray him, they portray him as just like the good old boy. Like, oh, I'm on a roll today, bud. And then, you know, he gets shaved yeah. and then he gets attacked he just, again he later all, on. He's got all the bad luck. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you feel like this happens to him once a week. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. He, he doesn't belong with this crew. Like, this is not. This, he shouldn't be doing this job. Um I also like, you know, I mean, I think part of it that's relatable is that it does just look like it's like the it's like an office building or it's like a factory building. Everybody, you know, all the characters, hey, how's it going? You know, hardly working, working hard kind of, you know, mm-hmm. dumb, you know, sort of dad joke humor like that. But it's so good and so funny. And then when they have the slow walk at the very beginning, I freaking love that. They're so awesome. Have you ever <laughs> seen the the credits at the end? They put uh, a, I, they put a blooper reel in I watched. it. Oh, where they all oh, fall yeah, over yeah, each yeah. other when and they're it's doing got the one for the one trips. Yeah, that it's just so awesome how they do that. <laughs> Putting blooper reels in a cartoon in, uh, <laughs> animated shows is that just shows special amazing. Yeah, they have a real um, creepy one at the end of Toy Story Two with uh, Pete, the old prospector, trying to get uh, the Barbies apart in Toy Story Three. Yeah, yeah, I think they yeah, took that I don't, out. I, but I don't uh, don't <laughs> There, there's some that should have been left as bloopers on, um, you know, like don't make that ever, <laughs> Disney. And so, so I, I like Celia as a character. I like the whole scene where they're in the, um, in the sushi bar because I think that that is also really amazing because it's sort of like monsters are eating monster sushi or are they eating <laughs> fish monster sushi or are they just eating regular sushi that's fish or what is happening here? Um, and and again, ever the attention to well, we'll get into that later. But the attention to detail and everything they do is just is amazing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Randall because I don't like that he can 
he can disappear. He can blend in. What what do we call it? He's a chameleon. Yeah. I mean, that's a really big attribute to have as a monster, as anything, but as a monster, for sure. It's like, he's the only monster that's really kind of monster. I guess that they had to give that them. intrigue so that we can drive the plot a little bit more after uh, Mike and Sully come back from the the getting shunned. I get what you mean that that he's the only one that has such a power like that. Like claws has yeah, claws, like, and like the googly eye guy has a bunch of eyes. Like everyone else is just yeah. kind of like like raw monster, but he's got like a like a power <laughs> kind of. But I think that yeah, also makes the him, guy who gets that makes sense why he's the the top competitor to Sully. It is, but even with that power, you would think somebody that has that kind of power, like you know, that's like a Thor kind of power. He would be the best at scaring, you know, because. That I mean, for kids, that's pretty terrifying. I think. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to to my boy with no teeth who gets the dentures. <laughs> oh yeah, sweet. that's great. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give the characters a four and a half. I really like them a lot. Brennan, I don't want to cut you off, but I I have to laugh because neither myself or Mama Kay brought up a specific character, and I just think it's really funny that neither of us talked about Boo. <laughs> No one's talked about Boo oh. yet. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering oh. why. Like, do you have any? What do you feel about her? I meant. I actually meant to. I meant to when I when I was listening to Nicole talk. I was like, okay, I'm not going to forget to to bring out the only human character, but then I did because. Well, because mm-hmm. Boo is is. I mean, Boo has character moments later on with Sully, but Boo is like more of a force. Like Boo is per- more like a pet kind of than uh, than like because the monsters are the people in this. It's kind of like Good Dinosaur, where like the, the where like the the little boy is like a pet, like he's like an animal, and then the dinosaurs are the people. It's kind of like this in in that and this, where the monsters are the people and the yeah, Boo but is bo- both that little kid and the dinosaur and the Good Dinosaur and Boo are the driving forces of having the movie in the first place. They're more plot drivers than they are characters in themselves. The only thing we know about Boo is that she's a little girl. Like she, she, you know, she's goofy. She colors. She babble talks to herself. Uh, she likes Kitty. Like you know, is she? She's a little girl. Kitty. And I, I would even argue that Sully is not too complex of a character until Boo exists. Like the two of them together, like help bring out characteristics in each other. But like Mike's a pretty well defined character. Randall's a defined character. Like a lot of our other like yeah. big characters are really. Uh, they have like I, I understand them as people. I understand what they were like before this and like the whole thing. Sully's a little like just like a guy sometimes, um, and Boo's just a little girl. But they but they get their like kind of father daughter ish kind of relationship, and that's. That yeah. that brings out their characterness to them. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know if there's much to talk about with the two of them other than that. But uh, I I re- I mean as a as the villain lover, Randall is like a top like a top three Pixar villain to me. I think he's really good. Wow, um, he's really interesting. Uh, I like his Steve Buscemi perfect voice choice that kind of made him even look a little like Buscemi with the eyes and uh-huh. the mouth. Um, but he's just and he's he's like even smarter than we realize. Like we think he's just like the slimy number two, but he's got like a whole ulterior ulterior plan in place like and that's where it's like yeah he's invisible i think he's using his powers to definitely like move up in 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 the company and and be uh you know at the t- if he didn't have his invisible powers what makes him so special like he just is another he's just another monster he's monstery looking like the other ones are funny monsters they're even croissant dude you know i mean they're all funny monsters and he's not 
at all. No, he's the creepiest looking. I don't know if any of them are t- particularly scary, but um, yeah, I get what you're. Well, he's I get... scary. I think he's scary. Yeah, I think he's. The, I think that he's good as as our main villain, and then I like I like uh, Water News too. I you know at the beginning I like him because you know he just seems like he. I, li- I like him and Sully just pounding around like that's another father son kind of thing in here, and then. You know he's he's in it for for the company, and he thinks the best way to go is the Randall Scare uh, Sucker or whatever he calls it, the the stream the Scream Extractor, <laughs> uh, which I don't really know how that practically yeah. works, but I mean I'd give it a pass. Looking terrifying. A, yeah, so I I like the characters a lot in this. These are the this is the best part of this movie for me are the, are the characters and their interactions. So I'm I'm at a four or five as well. This is the strong point for me in the movie. Uh, visual and sound, Mama K, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think we were, I mean, I'm going to give it a five. I'm just going to say it from the beginning. Um, the only thing it lacks really is I know it has a Oscar nominated or Oscar winning song. I can't remember what it was by Randy Newman again, uh, but it wasn't something. Yeah, it wasn't like, <laughs> wasn't like you've got a friend in me, but it wasn't as popular as that. But it that was great. But as I'm watching it this time, I'm just thinking about how lost it would be if it didn't have his music. I think it's just really integral to the, to this movie, just like it was in Toy Story. There's a, but it's the visuals here, you know, the way every monster looks different. Um, I think this is when they really were working hard on that fur of Mike's, you know, is really furry looking. Um, It's amazing. I'm sorry, Sully. I was thinking that same yeah, thing Mike, too. Who's completely they, bald? When they shaved the orange one, and yes. you see the puff of hair go over the sh- the curtain, it's like, oh my god, that looks like real. Yeah, it looks like oh, we're in a barbershop. Yeah, <laughs> they talk somebody, about that in a lot of somebody's... Pixar documentaries where like they slowly got better. Like Toy Story was easy because they knew how to do toys already, and then you move on to right. to. Um, Bugs Life and there's a lot of rain and water effects. Those are hard to do. Then yeah. hair is hard to do. They they said they kind of finally hit their like stride with Incredibles because that's got people, hair, water, all kinds of hard stuff to animate. But this yeah, the, so the hair is the was the big step in this one for sure. Yeah, and the people that they I mean they only have to do Boo and you know maybe one other boy who gets scared or who's basically kind of Andy-ish. Not... I mean you know. Oh, yeah, definitely she's better than Andy. Repurposed. Yeah. <laughs> You mean the boy that's in it, or the the robotic the, the, the robot boy, the simulation boy? Oh, the robot boy, yeah, definitely. But Boo definitely looks like. I mean, she's, you know, she's not later Pixar people. She's definitely a caricature. She's got very heightened features. And, yeah, and she's cute as heck. I mean, I have a Boo. I, I should have brought it. I should have brought it so I could have make her. She makes sounds, and I don't know if you remember it. I was a big fan. Yeah, kitty. Mike Wazowski so, um, gets all the other kids to start saying Mike Wazowski. I love that's that one of my favorite parts. By. I was going to bring that up when <laughs> I Wazowski. talked to Slug. Yeah, love it. we did have all of we had all of the talking. You know, we had the three main talking characters in our house at at any given point. So there, there was a lot of Monsters Inc. talk in our house. Um, so I I think they really you know they knocked it out of the park when it comes to visuals. Um, it's it looks simple and clean and just just really beautiful though it's not Mm -hmm. there's not a complexity about it you're not watching like an into the spider verse or something like that you're you're definitely watching a pixar movie and it just looks really and it and it feels comfortable even like we were saying even 20 years later i think it's i think it looks good and i think it sounds great um i'm gonna reiterate that i gave it a five nicole 
I noticed something in it, watching it this time, that really just, like, solidified my feeling about this movie. And, um, you know, when they are first, it's like one of the first couple scenes, they're walking to work, and they put them into what looks like a New York City or something like that. And one of the guys that works at one of the produce stands... (laughs) It's just yeah. the little de- little details. I brought this up. His his store was yep. called a grocery. G R O S S E R Y. Yeah. Grocery. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so fucking smart. Like, I I missed that. You know, of course, in in the past twenty years, I've watched this movie. I've never seen that before. It just caught my eye this time. I'm like, that's just those little details are what really just drive these movies home for me really a well done movie in the sense that when I was watching it this time, I even thought to myself sitting here, I'm like, this came out 19 years ago. I am so impressed still that this movie is from 19 years ago. It just doesn't feel like that. You know, cartoons that I, that I watched post 2001, um, on TV don't look like this. And it's just really impressive. Um, one of my favorite, there's, a, I have a couple favorite scenes. Um, I love the scene that we get where Sully thinks that Boo got stuck in the trash compactor. Um, yeah, I love that. <laughs> what a heartfelt moment. Uh, and he's so sad yeah. to see the eyeball sticking out of the cube. And you're like, you know, she's not in there, but no. it's like, oh my God, I just want to cry. I just, I, I love the, the, the movement that it gives me to watch that part and another one that i really love is all those little kids <laughs> yeah that's like right after this scene it's like i can still hear her little voice yeah. and then we hear mike wazowski mike wazowski how many kids you got in there <laughs> <laughs> that 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 collection of scenes right there is so funny and that's what hits the adult feeling in this too you know i think that it 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 has the sadness of losing a child or a pet if you want to say that to the excitement of seeing the kids and i just i love the transition of that i think it's so great um the part that i don't like that much i don't know why but whenever they're fighting through the doors in the warehouse um that puts me to sleep that's the part that i don't watch ever because it just is so boring to me I, I don't know what it is. I just the room is so scary and crazy. I think looking. I'm overwhelmed by it that I just don't want to. I just don't watch it. I don't know. It's almost like Inception. Like, well, I hate Inception, so looks, maybe that's what it is. But <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. But. Um, <laughs> I mean, all in all, it it's just so beautifully made. Um, I would be wrong to not give it a five as well. Yeah, the the Pixar movies, I mean, for the most part, they're four and a half or fives. So I'm gonna go with a five on this one because it's got it's got the iconic stuff in it. That song is like that. If you're gonna put you got a friend of me at number one, <laughs> this is what two two or three. Like what's what's better than this other than you got a even friend the of me? even the credits like they've yeah. got the the doors opening and shutting and eyeballs and fingers mm-hmm. and like it's just it's so good. Yeah, it's it's really creative looking. I, I love the way. I know you don't like the, the 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 door fight part, but the warehouse just looks amazing, and the way all the doors hang and move yeah. around is cool. Um, you know, and it's it's yeah, it looks and sounds fantastic. Uh, I don't want to harp too much on this part because I want to talk more on resonance and feel once we wrap up here. So I'll give up you know, five. I don't think much more to be said across the board. The the fiesta. What is what does uh, Jess call it? The solid fiesta when all of us solid cinco. 
that's how it's well, Cinco. Well, yeah, Cinco, when we, all, when we have a five, oh, when the, all three of us have a five, all do, yeah. it's the fiesta. Oh. So <laughs> this gets a, a fiesta, fiesta for... Uh, uh, Holy cow! Bit, that is. Uh, so the end of the end of this movie, after it is revealed that Randall's scream extractor has been endorsed by Water Noose, uh, they can be no witnesses now that Mike and Sully have found out. They are banished, like uh, like the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot and the Abominable Snowman, who gives them some hospitality and snow cones while they work through their differences. Uh, Sully <laughs> finds a small town, returns home, and is going to go and save Boo from Randall. Uh, Mike comes with them. They have their apologies. Then the big door fight scene uh, that we've talked about, where they go in and out of the rooms and keep appearing through. Re- this is the part of the movie where, like, upon rewatching it now, I don't know if they stick with their rules very well. Um, the you know they they go in and out of doors and then they so easily reappear in a new door that you make you're thinking, well, why didn't the banished monsters do that if they're so Stop. easy to do I that? Burn to pick. And you know another thing that Nicole brought to me for the first time that I never thought of. The end. They defeat Randall finally. They throw him in a uh, in like a bayou like camper uh, world and they close the door <laughs> on him and they throw it in the the door shredder. So when you got a bad door, when the kid's not scared anymore for whatever reason, they shred the doors. Uh, but they just right. spent the last 15 minutes establishing once you go through a door you can just find another door so why doesn't randall immediately find another door this is (laughs) multi-layered the first layer is when they when mike and sully fell from the one door it smashed after they after they jumped into it and then they they worked themselves out why didn't that happen when they shoved randall into the door and smashed it okay so we put him through the shredder they also put Boo's door through the shredder. Why are we able to put her door back together to be workable? It just that those that like combination of how they're destroying these doors just doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like they're really getting rid of all the logistics of it for they're, it. they're stretching the premise with the door being yeah. put back together. But the, yeah, what when you pointed out like, well, they destroyed Randall's door. Why does he just go find another door? Like, I'm like, well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. a good point. They just did that for like literally like the, the the ten to fifteen minutes before we were doing this. They were literally just jumping through doors, and and that's how they escaped the the mountain in the first place. Right. So it's a good point, and it's not. Then that's the only reason that kept my plot back a little bit because I'm like, yes, that's a pretty big hole. Um, but you know, Mama, there's a gator in the house. They smash him with the frying pan. I do like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just they just think Randall's a gator. Another in gator the in the house. <laughs> a gator. Give me that Another, shovel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the end. Waternoose gets uh, arrested, uh, I guess, for for claiming he will torture or kidnap as many children as it takes to to save his company. Uh, people don't like that method. Uh, it's CDA busts him, led by their undercover agent number one, uh, Roz, who has been yeah. two and a half years deep undercover. <laughs> in, and it makes sense. It, She's Roz. the one filing the paperwork. She's trying to find uh, evidence that. Uh, that Randall's machine is uh, dastardly, and he's like, yeah, I didn't know it went all the way up to Waternoose. So, um, but ultimately, Boo <laughs> does have to go back to her room. They have the goodbye with Sully, which didn't full blown cry, but it teared up. Got to admit, the eyes were dusty, yeah. so a little, 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 little watery there. Uh, a good moment. Uh, and uh, you know, if we fast forward in time. Uh, Mike fi- or Sully actually figures out that. The screaming or the the screaming of the kids has been what's powering this whole time, but laughter, children's laughter, is even more powerful, uh, ten times as powerful, and it's sprinkled in there yeah. when we get you know, Boo will cry and the power will surge, but when Boo laughs, all the lights explode because it's too much power. Mm. 
Um, so yeah. it's good little little bits yeah. there. Now all the scares are the assistants. All the assistants are the laughers or whatever you want to call them, the joke tellers. Mike Wazowski is now one of those joke tellers, telling his jokes to the kids, and uh, they get the laughter from the children. And that I is love now that. what powers. That's now what powers the monster world. So there you go. They they solve the energy crisis with a children's laughter. Maybe we should do that. Um, <laughs> the resonance and feel. What do you what do you got for that, Nicole? I love that you just said that because I really didn't ever recognize that the assistants have now become the ones going in and doing right. the joking, if you want to call them Because they're the joking. goofy ones. I yeah. love that. I didn't ever, I never put the two and two together. So that's really great. Well, well um, some of them, actually. The, 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 the guy with the teeth now has the cla- uh, the chattering dentures to make the kids laugh. Uh, right. George, uh, George, his hair has grown back, and he has a watermelon and a hammer. So Gallagher-style comedy is what he's going for. But, uh, yeah. I love the stand-up. Randall's old assistant has the Groucho Marx uh, glasses. Oh, yeah. But they're the three eyes and the two noses. Yeah. Three eyes. <laughs> Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good little gags. <laughs> I love the stand-up. I love the Mike Wazowski stand-up. And I love his just being on his on his toes. Like, thinking on his toes when when uh, he puts the musical together. When they're talking about it. Oh, it's just yep. this new new number I have. Put that thing back where it came from. Or so help me. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> but, um... I really love this movie and it's not one that people normally put as like their favorites of Pixar because they've just made such excellent things, you know, over their time. But I don't want people to sleep on this one because I just think it's so fun and it's a lighthearted one and the realm that they put us in, it's otherworldly, but it's really not because they put our characters into... Uh, settings that are relatable and that's why I think it works so well you know Mama K has said like the warehouse and they're working in an office and they're doing paperwork like what (laughs) (laughs) um you know that they have a locker room and a and the 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 bathroom everything just feels so relatable I like the story itself too you know I like Sully's change of heart with with Boo and I really like their their dynamic together. It really just is very enjoyable to watch. So I'm gonna give it um, a, a four point five. What do you think, Mama K? This is one of the Pixar movies that really does kind of hold a little place for me because I mean you you guys were you know relatively little when this came out and I think it was something that um, yeah it would have been like seven I think something like that um and i think i mean maybe maybe griffin moore was you know i, I know he dressed up as all the care we had all the costumes um, oh yeah that's right he was mike know. wazowski i forgot about that <laughs> he was that's he a good was, that's a good costume he was my, <laughs> well we also we had the sully costume too which was pretty elaborate it was the fur costume and oh it was, yeah you know, forgot about it that was one. a big deal i remember the wazowski yeah. one because I, that one stuck around for a while because it's just a big suit <laughs> It was a big suit that had a big hole for your eye in it, and yeah, your head uh, I'm pretty sure hole. that very odd. yeah, I'm pretty sure there were high school football kids that wore that at my house at inappropriate <laughs> times. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it kind of it got a lot of uh, a lot of traction here <laughs> at the Snyder household. So um, I think that's part of it for me. It is a little bit of sort of you know only 20 year old nostalgia but nostalgia nonetheless um but there is when i first start watching this movie every time i get giddy and excited about it because it's just and it's in a different way than than toy story toy story seems sort of like this um really 
you know, cool little ride. Maybe you're in a boat and it's kind of going, you know, down a river, but this is like an airplane ride and you're just, you know, <laughs> maybe a hang glider, you know, it's really just a fun, fun ride and you can suspend all belief, but totally believe. I think in what's they put happening. a little bit more experimentation um, into this one of seeing what grab people yeah and 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 maybe it was maybe it was chancy at the time you know maybe they were really you know going off the limb i think that this was in pre-production for quite some time uh so there was a lot of you know interest and but a lot of nitpicking about what happened and at the end i don't know if you guys noticed this but disney plus has a lot of little extra things that you can watch that you know are related to the movie and um four out of the five extra pieces were about how um, Sully was this down on his luck monster who had to work his way up. And that's what the story was going to be about. Hmm. And I'm like, wow, I like this story. I think I like this story so much better oh, yeah. than that. You know, I don't want this. This isn't really Sully's story. I mean, it's all of their stories. Um, he's an integral part, obviously, with his relationship with Mike, his relationship with Boo. Yeah. But, I think the relationship um, between yeah. Sully, Mike and Boo is the, is the core, like heart of the movie. Right. And I don't think that I would, uh, I don't know if I would feel the same way about it if it was like centered on one person or one monster in this case. Um, so when I saw those things, I kind of flipped through them a little bit and was watching a couple of things. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I like this, this story as much. I think they made a really good choice uh, with what they did. Made it, you know, their little buddy action movie. Um and they don't have the thing that I also like about their relationship in this movie is that they don't have like this. There was always this uh, set up animosity between Buzz and Woody, like they were pitted against one another for Andy's, um, you know, Andy's love and Andy's attention. And mm-hmm. and that always that's not my favorite kind of thing. So I think I like this type of of uh character development and character relationships much better um and because of that i really do every time i think about seeing this movie or every time i see it on i just get excited by everything about it the music the color the um the fur on the animals george (laughs) sanderson every time george (laughs) sanderson um yeah roz um i had a an incident happen when we were at disney so i don't know if it was last time or the time before the that Mm -hmm. we went out uh we were at disney world and we landed at orlando airport and when you land you go on to magical express to get to the disney world and as we were walking down toward the the kiosk i'm walking toward this woman and i was like oh my god it's roz from <laughs> from monsters inc and i took a little clandestine oh, picture, picture off to the side and i sent it to the boys with just the who is this and they were both like oh, it's roz from monsters inc <laughs> and it was... I, I when i post this episode and like if you're on if you follow my fa- or my instagram or the facebook page i'm putting this picture up i gotta find it because it's it's roz oh it's legit her and i is was it just the like frontal view yeah. What do you mean? Oh goodness. No, it's not. She's not a slug person. I mean, but she's got the red <laughs> oh, vest and the glasses oh, and and the hair. Yeah, it's, it's it looks like her person. from the front. Yeah, and, and she's working at a desk like for paperwork shit. <laughs> she's <laughs> doing paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> and we I, we waited in line to like get to her. I wasn't gonna like go to the other lady who didn't have a line. I'm going to Roz. You know I am. So <laughs> it was just like this is amazing. And I felt you know it's one of those times where you're like do i take this picture yeah i take this picture um that's why disney hired her to work at that desk i know well then <laughs> she that, had a horrible then track I, record but <laughs> I just started thinking i was like does she know 
She has mm-hmm. to know. I mean, she has to do this on purpose. This doesn't happen by accident. Um, anyway, so I, you know, I just have a really great thought pattern and relationship with this movie. So um, I'm for resonance and feel I'm giving it. I'm knocking it down to a four or five because I do fall asleep every time I watch it and I can't explain it. It's not perfect. It's not as tight as I would like. And it's not my favorite Pixar movie. I don't even know if it cracks the top five, but it's top half. Um, it's a four or five for me as well. Um, it does. But like when I think of the first half of Pixar's catalog, like a lot of their best stuff for me is in there. And not just, I mean, one, I was younger when that came out. So that makes enough sense. But there's still been some more recent ones that I love. Um, this is this is like a love, but like a more nostalgia love. I don't know if, if you're watching this, if you're watching them all fresh, if this one stands out as much as it does for me personally um but it's it's a top half one i don't think it's a top five but it's a top half uh, pixar film so and it got a little dusty not quite tears but uh you know pixar does that stirs up the emotions uh so we're at the end here i'll start with i think it's obvious i'll start with nicole would you recommend monsters inc um yeah i definitely would <laughs> um um yeah this is one of my favorite uh pixar movies um i could watch this anytime and i never get tired of it um i think that just the the way that they created it is just so beautiful and like i said people sleep on this one and you really shouldn't mom okay yeah it's a recommendation i think you should watch it now and you know watch any pixar movie watch all pixar movies but definitely watch this and next time i watch it i'm gonna give a little more love to boo i mean <laughs> yeah we kind of we, we left her out of a good amount of it but yeah you, you talk about what, to, what strikes you yeah it's a uh, three pretty easy recommends here i'm obviously recommending this as well um for for monsters inc so uh, i is pixar undefeated i feel like every pixar movie we've reviewed so far has unanimous recommends i don't know if anyone's not recommended a pixar movie yet so we'll see how long should that we lasts. have jess Keep- come on and see how that goes no, my heart would hurt. Like, I, 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 like, like, I can handle when Jess criticizes things, but like, the way the, the thing she criticizes about things, I, we won't talk about this. Um, I, no, I don't. No, I don't think my heart can handle it. Uh, this is the Pixar crew. Uh, she can be on for the okay. other animated movies. All right. Uh, so coming up, we have more listener suggestions. We're trying to work out the schedule, so I'm not exactly sure which order things will be coming out. Uh, but also going on right now, Nicole and I are doing our Marvel minis series. Uh, this should be coming out every day on your feed. Oh, We're doing yeah. quick little little ten tenish minute involved. reviews. And Mama Kay, who is the like the the questionnaire person, answers asks one major question that made her. She is the biggest Marvel fan, so we had to include her in the uh, in the process somehow. But I didn't want the shows to be too long, so I kept it to. <laughs> this is a good, it to good just, way to do it. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, we we got to keep them to ten minutes, so I think two people's is plenty. Um, but if you want to listen to those, those are coming out daily to hear Nicole's thoughts. She's never seen the Marvel movies till now, so she's a fresh perspective. And I have uh, seen most, but uh, I'm more mixed on them than Mama Kay is, who would who likes the majority of them. Uh, but listen to those now on this same feed. And if you have things to recommend to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. You can reach out to Mama Kay on Twitter at Films Women Pod, and you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on for Monsters, Inc. And thank you, Michael, listener Michael, for recommending this one. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Very good. And more Pixar movies. We we, we rarely turn them down. Until next time, (laughs) this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies.
Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.